Hey everyone, welcome to Through the Winters Ministry Podcast Season 3. If you're a returning listener, or maybe this is your first time tuning in, we want to say thank you for checking out our program. And if you haven't had the chance yet, we encourage you to look through some of our previous episodes. Now, Through the Winters Ministry is all about helping people draw closer to God and helping them find purpose in their pain, whether present or past. We believe God can help bring healing and even use your situations to help be a light to others who are also hurting. Listen, I'm excited to get started for today's episode. Let's go. Hey everyone, we here at Through the Winters Ministry want you to check out In Faith by Joseph Baez. It's our son's second single, and we know you guys will be blessed by it. You can hear the song on iTunes, Spotify, or Apple Music. Once again, that's In Faith by Joseph Baez. Hey everyone, once again, thank you for tuning in to Through the Winters Ministry Podcast. Every once in a while, we like to do a segment called Straight from the Heart. And today, Marsha's going to do just that, where she just shares a little bit of what's been on her heart, her mind, during all this stuff that we've been going through these last few months. There's no scripts involved, no notes. It's just her speaking from her heart to yours. Hope you guys enjoy. Check it out. Hello everyone, how are you doing? I really hope everyone is doing well, that you're listening to this podcast with good health and you're excited for life. Things are going as good as they can go during a time like this. I wanted to just take a moment and have a devotion with you guys. I haven't been able to speak with you in almost, what, a month and a half. And recently I did a speech for my Toastmasters, if you don't know what Toastmasters is, go ahead and look that up. But I was able to give a speech and in the speech I started to talk about truth. And I wanted to talk with you about the same thing. I know that many of us have our own idea of truth. We think that there is no absolute truth. And then we think that, of course, there's absolute truth. But in the world that we're living in right now, where to us, it seems like things are more gray. Not everything is black and white. Some people think everything is black and white. Like you can see clear cut. You can see exactly what is going on. There are two kinds of people that are listening to this podcast right now. And I want to show you a story that replicates the two different kinds of people it's found in mark chapter 5 and it's verse 1 they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the garrison and when jesus had stepped out of the boat immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit 
He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him any more, not even with a chain, for he had often been found bound with shackles and chains, but he he would wrench the chains apart and break the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. So I want you to understand the story before I go any further. Think about this man, okay? This man is filled with demons. He is struggling with unclean spirits and he is living in the graves. It says that he is living amongst the tombs. No one can bind him up. He is so strong that no one can imprison him. No one can put him away. Not even chains can hold him. For he is often found with broken chains and those kind of things. And and day and night, he is in the tombs and on the mountains. And he is crying out loud and he's cutting himself with stones. How would you feel if you lived in that neighborhood? Would you feel safe? Would you be afraid? Would you think something's wrong? Would you try to see if there's anyone that could could possibly do something about this man? Who... Look at what happens in verse 6. And when he saw Jesus from afar, the man ran and fell down before him. And crying with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I adjure you by God to not torment me. So this demon, these these spirits knew exactly who Jesus was. And they called him out for his name. And they knew that he was the son of the most high God. And then it goes on to say, for he was saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send him out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs were feeding there on the hillside. And they begged him saying, send us to the pigs. Let us enter them. So he gave them permission. Jesus sends them into the herd of pigs. Now, as great a compassion as that is for Jesus to to help the man who is broken and living amongst the tombs with a legion of demons, the group of men who were herding those pigs were not very happy because look at what happened. So he gave them permission and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs and the herd numbering about 2000 rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. 2000 pigs, 2000 pieces or, or elements of financial gain were lost in that moment, in that one miracle. But that's not what I want you to focus on. What I want you to focus on is what the herdsmen did after all of that is done. The herdsmen fled and told everything that had happened in the city. And the people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had the legion sitting there clothed and in his right mind. And guess what happened, guys? they were afraid. Verse 15 says that when they saw the man clothed 
And in his right mind, they were afraid of him in that state over the state that he was before. And in verse 16, it says, and those who had seen it just described to them what had happened to the demon possessed man and to the pigs. And guess what they did, guys? They asked Jesus to stay. They asked Jesus to preach. They asked Jesus to talk about the kingdom of heaven. Nope, that is not what they did. They asked him to leave. Understand this story. There is a man that for however long has this demon and he is running amok all through the neighborhood, screaming, yelling, Uh, he's naked, he's living in the tombs, he's scratching himself, he's bleeding, he probably stinks, he's definitely eating food and stealing from people in order to have, uh, to be able to feed himself. And that doesn't scare the people as much as it does Jesus removing the demon from him and him immediately coming to his right mind. So, who are the two people? Well, one, one of the, the types of people that are, are represented in the scripture is the man who is struggling with the demon. He knows very well that he needs Jesus Christ. And immediately, even though it was the demons that were speaking, it had to be some form of, of this man submitting his heart to God. And you will see it later on in the scriptures that he really wanted Jesus Christ. He really wanted Jesus. He knew the truth. He knew that this was not the life he was supposed to be living. He was broken. He was hurt. He was devastated. He was embarrassed and he wanted to live a normal life. He knew the truth because Jesus says in John, for I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the father unless they come through me. So without that man hearing that scripture, he already knew that Jesus was the truth. But the second type of second kind of person or people that are found in the scripture are the ones that see the truth and are more afraid of the truth than the chaos of ignoring the truth. And so they, in their fear of understanding what Jesus is and who Jesus is, instead of trying to learn more about Jesus, what do they do? They ask Jesus to leave. They ask the truth to leave. What kind of world are we living in today. We are living in a world where our government cannot be trusted because they do not tell us the truth. I'm not saying Republican, Democrat. I am not saying one over the other because everyone has their own agenda. Their own agenda is what is at the forefront of their mind. So when they bring forth their version of information, we can be, we can be uh, secure in the fact that we are not getting the full truth. The news, the media cannot be trusted. They're not going to tell us the truth. They're not going to tell us what is really going on. And I have learned that whatever they do give, it is usually 90 times worse 
or there is information that has been left out or embellished and it has caused panic. It has caused people to turn on each other. We turn on each other more and more by the media and their lack of compassion and care for the society that will be listening to the filth that they put out. So we can't trust the government completely. We cannot trust media. We cannot trust um, social media. That is that is ridiculous to even think that we could go on Facebook and find truth on there, not unless they are repeating scripture. Even when I look at some people's Instagram post, there's one lady that she was telling me a while ago. She says, I used to get jealous because I used to watch, I used to look at my friend's Instagram and I would look at how she was living this lavish lifestyle. She was um, driving these, she was having an amazing drive from home to work where the fields were beautiful. You would think that she's working in the Hamptons. You would think that she's working for some millionaire somewhere as you see her recording her journey from her home to her job. And then she takes a picture of herself on a beach and she takes pictures of the food that she eats and the clothes that she wears. And one day she was completely honest with her friend and she says, I work at Starbucks. She says, yeah, that is the journey to my job, but I'm working at Starbucks. She says that picture of me on the beach, that was taken almost two years ago, but I put it up there because I love the way I looked in it. And then the, the pictures of her clothes and those kind of things, those aren't clothes that she's wearing currently. Social media is meant to have people believe that they're living one life, but they're actually living another. I remember when I was watching a video of the two couples, oh my gosh, they were just snuggled up on each other and they're telling each other how much they love each other and they're um, responding even on the video that they post about how much they cared about each other and I was sick to my stomach because just three or four days later, um, three or four days before that, I was talking to them and, and they were saying how much they couldn't stand each other. They hated each other. They wanted to break up. But when everything was all lovey-dovey, they put it on there. Because no one takes the first selfie picture and put it on there. No one is going to actually put that there first. You're going to take several pictures and put the angle the right way in order for people to believe that you really do look that way. You're not going to really take that nasty picture of yourself where it looks like your feet are crusty and dirty on the beaches of, of uh, you know, one of those local bays. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to wait until you're perfectly tanned. You're going to wait till your toes are completely manicured. And then you're going to wait until the, sunsets come, the sunset comes up perfectly. And you're going to take that picture. You're going to edit it with the filters that the... the Instagram gives you and then you're going to post it on there and make people believe that that's exactly what it looks like. And that's not the truth. We are living in a world of complete chaos. It's chaotic. 
And the truth is, is that if we're going to continue in this route, it is only a matter of time before something has to happen. But look at what happened in this story. When Jesus came, Jesus did not condemn the man. He did not uh, rebuke the man. He saw his need. He saw what was holding him back. He saw the spiritual chains that he was in. And then he set him free. And what happened was being set free and Jesus coming on the scene scares people more than if God were to let us keep going in the direction that we're going. What am I talking about? Marsha, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't make any sense. You want to know what doesn't make sense? That if Jesus Christ were to come right now and to set everything right the way it should be set right, we would be more scared than if we continued in the direction that we're going in right now. That is basically what I'm saying. We are so used to the chaos, the fighting, the arguing, the disease, the destruction, the the war, the nonsense. We are so used to it, just like they got so used to this man, that if Jesus were to show up right now, and if he were to put things right in, he would technically clothe the man and put him in his right mind, the situation that we're going through. We would want God to leave. We would want Jesus to leave and we would want the chaos to continue. And some are like, I don't know if that's true. Think about the Ten Commandments. Instead of us obeying the Ten Commandments, we remove them. Think about children in school. Instead of us using the Bible as a perfect perfect template or a guide in which to lead our children to be moral and upright citizens we tell them to don't bring your bibles and you better not be praying other religions can pray but christians you are not allowed to pray instead of us um, lifting up jesus christ during the christmas season we're told do not even mention christ Just because we take a day and we recognize Jesus Christ, we are told uh, we are offended, um, we are upset, we don't want to say it, we think that it's not right, and somehow we are supposed to be a nation under God. But look at what happens. The scary thing about it, go back to Mark chapter 5. And I'll I'll start with 16 again. It says, And those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs, and they began to beg Jesus to depart from the region. Please leave. We don't want you here. And look at verse 18. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. And he did not permit him to come with him. Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. And how he has had mercy on you. Do you notice something that you don't see or hear? Jesus never fights them. He never tries to convince them to let him stay. He never tries to 
give them a reason for letting him continue and speak to them about the gospel. He doesn't debate with them. He readily gets into his boat and he leaves. And unfortunately, that may be where we are right now. Where we don't want truth. We don't want the real truth. And we're very clear on it. And we say, we want you to go. And God is not going to fight us. He's not going to debate us. He's not going to convince us to stay. That he should stay. There is a verse in, I believe it is 1 Thessalonians, where it says that he sends a strong delusion to those who would rather believe a lie over the truth. Are we in that state right now? Are we at a point where we would rather believe the lie over the truth? I pray that in this time, you would just search yourself. It may not even be a government thing, or it may not even be um, a political thing, a, a school thing, a social thing. Maybe there's some things in your own life that you know that God is trying to put his finger on. And we're pushing him away because to face him is more painful than if we just pushed it to the side and ignored it don't do that we can't afford it we can't afford to live in the dark allow God to bring light to areas no matter how embarrassing it may feel no matter how how hard it is for you to come to grips with what God is trying to show you we're living in a in a world where the government is doing that for us. So while they are pushing aside the truth, let us embrace the truth. I'm going to be praying for my for my nation, for my country as we are waiting to find out who is going to be the next leader of one of the most powerful nations that has ever been. And I pray that you'll do the same. And that God will become, once again, the one that is running this country. Thank you so much. Let me pray for you guys. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you and I praise you for this time. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have not forsaken us, even though at times we may think you have. But Lord, just like for this man, you you came across the sea just for him you knew and you heard the pain that he was going through and you hear the pain that each and every one of us are going through lord let us bow our hearts and knee to you like this man did knowing that we are not where we need to be and we ask you to open our eyes and give us the strength to to go forth and do what you have called us to do Help us, Lord God, to, to look at the truth through your eyes, not through the perspective of fear, through the perspective of anger or frustration, but only through your eyes. 
teach us how to do things your way. I thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done and all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, till I see you guys or talk to you guys again. Bye-bye. Hey, once again, we want to say thank you for tuning in to Through the Winters Ministry Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Hit that like button, subscribe, and share with a friend if you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to help support Through the Winters Ministry, just follow our link to our main podcast page, and there you'll see a support button. When you click on it, you can support us with either $1, $5, or $10 a month. And if you do decide to support us, we want to say thank you for helping us to bring hope to those who feel like there is none, helping them to find purpose in their pain. God bless you all. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, I know you're going to love throughthewinters.com. There you'll be able to find out more information about our ministry, Through the Winters, and you'll be able to read the articles that we've written over the last few years. We've covered topics like depression, anger, jealousy, feeling like there is no hope, loneliness. I know those articles will be a blessing to you and to those that you care about. And if you want just a little bit more of Through the Winters Ministry, you can subscribe to our newsletter, which we send out every week. Once again, check out throughthewinters.com. God bless you all.